Hey friends, what is up? Welcome back to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful week and I hope you are really starting to feel the excitement that comes up with the holiday season. We love Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of it at our house. We actually start decorating for Christmas at the very beginning of November because we want to get as much enjoyment out of the Christmas decorations as possible. So we are just all about the holiday seasons, and I hope that you have found it to be a place of joy as well in your home. Sometimes it can be a struggle, though, and so that's why I want to talk about these things and just give you some ideas of different ways that you can really make sure that everyone in your family is enjoying the holiday season. And so today we are actually going to talk about how to help our kids really just enjoy these holiday events and these different, like a change in routine, all of that, that can be sometimes a struggle for different kids. And I want to share with you some tips that I have found throughout the years to be really helpful in helping my kids to still have a wonderful time while also honoring the different needs that they have. So let's go ahead and get started. Hi friend, do you dream of having a garden but you don't know where to start? Do you want to switch to more natural products but feel overwhelmed by all the options? Do you believe that a holistic lifestyle would help your special needs kiddo but you're daunted by all the information out there? Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast where you will learn how to work towards your dream for homesteading, gardening, and holistic living in small, simple steps that won't overwhelm you. Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm a wife, Jesus follower, and mom to some amazing kids. As some of my kids began experiencing health struggles and developmental delays, I decided it was time to switch to a holistic lifestyle. I quickly became stressed out and burnt out, feeling like I needed to change everything at once. I finally realized that I had to start making one small change at a time, then build from there. I learned to walk this holistic journey in a way that works for me and my family without stress or overwhelm or constantly feeling like I wasn't doing enough. If you're ready to hear from another mama who understands what it's like to have no time and who can help you make changes towards better health for your family in a way that works for your specific life, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in your earbuds, reheat your coffee for the third time, and let's do this. All right, friends, I'm sure you can relate. We have had times where we had big plans for the holidays and then for whatever reason, a child really struggling or maybe some kind of health issue or whatever it is, things just did not go as we had hoped. And sometimes you're left with feeling disappointed. You're feeling like possibly even you're feeling like a failure. Like, why could I not make this work? I just want them to have a great holiday. And it feels like everything has gone chaotic and they're upset and they're overwhelmed or whatever the thing may be. Or maybe they couldn't really participate on the level that I wanted them to. Maybe they didn't really seem to enjoy it as much as I had hoped. There can just be so many different things that can be brought up as we are experiencing the holidays with a child that might be delayed in different areas or might have some kind of physical limitation. There are just so many different things that can be brought up. And so what I have found to be helpful is just using a different few different tips to really make the most of it and really meet my children where they're at and try to work with whatever is going to work the best for them. And you know, whenever you have more than one child that might have some kind of different need, sometimes that can take a little bit of finagling and really getting very intentional about it and looking at each specific child and then trying to work that all together. And you know, I do think it takes practice and it takes really years of doing it because you do, you change things one year and then you learn as you go. Or maybe one year a child is really struggling in this area and then the next year they're not. And so it does change over time, but I think overall these tips are just very helpful 
as a baseline to look at every single year as you're getting ready to plan these different holiday events and gatherings and all of that. So the first thing that I want to say is I actually think you really need to assess your child. I love doing this with my husband because we have different perspectives on this. He sees things that I don't. I see things that he doesn't because I'm home with the kids all day. And so it's just really nice for me to bounce these ideas off of my husband because also a lot of times he thinks of ideas that I might not have thought of. He can think of very creative solutions that just never cross my mind. So I think having a sounding board who knows your child intimately while you do this is, is very, very helpful. But I think just being realistic about what is it that your child can actually handle? What is it that they can actually do? So to give an example of this would be something like, let's say you're going to have a family gathering and there's going to be 30 or 40 people there and it's going to be in a smaller room and you know it's going to be very crowded it's going to be very loud your child tends to get very overstimulated and overwhelmed and they don't like large crowds so realistically can your child go and and participate in that and i would look at my child and say hey this is probably a recipe for disaster and i don't think this is going to work well now does that necessarily mean we're not going to go no but i might look at what are some different ways i can accommodate is there a way that instead of whenever everyone's gathered around to eat and everyone's in this one crowded room could i take that child and maybe we go run around and play outside for a little bit if it's cool if it's warm enough or maybe whenever we get ready to eat maybe just a small group of us maybe we put a table somewhere in another room and so just a, few, a small group of us can all eat together instead there are ways to work around it but i think if you know these things about your child and you know they don't like large crowds and they get overstimulated by loud noises taking them there expecting them to not get overstimulated and then getting frustrated whenever it doesn't go as you hoped it's just setting yourself and your child up for failure. So I think being very realistic about, hey, this probably isn't going to be the best dynamic, but we still want to go. We still want to participate. So what is it that we can do to still meet our child where they're at? But then also, I mean, they want to most likely, if they're like my children, they want to enjoy the holiday season. They want to go to these events. They want to see family members and things like that. So how can we still let them do that? Let them still be a part of it and feel like they are included, but do it in a way that really works for them. That's where the, the idea of, hey, if it's really crowded right now, let's go run around and play outside for a little bit. Maybe you have some cousins that want to play with you, or maybe you want to go on a walk, or like I said, put a small table up elsewhere and just take a small group of people and, and eat there in a smaller, quieter room. Just really accommodating and trying to figure out ahead of time. And you'll notice the theme in these is just that intentionality of planning ahead and of really coming up with a game plan for what you want to do. I, I find that to be very, very beneficial in enjoying the holiday seasons and making it enjoyable for your child that might struggle with these types of events. So yeah, just saying, hey, you know, if you're going to someone else's house, just asking them you know, my child really gets overstimulated and overwhelmed and we want this to be a great experience for everyone. Is there any way we could set up a small table in another room or can I bring a small table and set it up? Whatever it is that you need to do, but having that conversation and just being very kind and very clear. And then if they say, I'm so sorry, but that really won't work, then you say, that's totally fine. I get that. You know, I think I'll have to keep my child home just because I know this could be a struggle for them. And obviously that's not what we want. We want our child to be able to be involved 
and included. But at the same time, it's not up for us to decide if we're going to someone else's house. It's not for us to decide if they will or won't accommodate us. But I also think it's unfair to our children and to us to put them in a situation that we know that they will not do well with. Now, obviously, if you feel like, hey, I'm in a good place, and if they get overwhelmed and overstimulated, then we'll just go ahead and we'll, we'll head out then, but we're going to try it, then by all means, go ahead. I'm not saying you have to tell them, oh, we can't come because you didn't accommodate us. It's not about like basically punishing someone or anything like that for not accommodating you. It's just about you knowing where am I at. So if we go and I'm already feeling stressed out and overwhelmed and anxious, and then my child really gets overstimulated, that's probably going to just ruin the entire time. So maybe if that's the state where they're at and I'm at, then it would be best for me to not try to go. But if I'm in a good place and I'm like, you know what? We're going to try it. I'm feeling super calm. I've got all these tools and resources ready to go for my my child. I've got some headphones for them. I've got this. I've got that. What a weighted blanket. I've got a vest. Whatever it is you have. And you're like, we're going to try it. Then by all means, I think you should try it. But I do think... It's just you getting very specific about where you're at, where your child's at. Do you have the resources you need to help them to work through the situation or not? And then just planning accordingly. And then, like I said last week, just communicating with those people around you just so that they know and not out of a kindness or even that you're expecting for them to accommodate you, but just say, hey, I just want you to know this is what's going on. If you see us leave, we don't mean anything by it. We're not upset. It's just we're trying to do what's best for our child. And that's all it is. Another thing that I would say is just if you decide you want to go, like I said, you want to pursue this, you want to try, then what I would do, and this is what I normally do, because we don't typically not go to events, especially close family, things like that. We just try to work around and accommodate and like I said, go to quiet places, that type of thing. But I will keep a close eye on if I know a certain child is really struggling or we're in a situation where one of my children would struggle, I just keep a close eye on them. I watch them for signs of them getting overwhelmed, signs of them getting overstimulated. Do they seem to be getting agitated? Do they seem to be getting stressed out? If so, then I try to stay ahead of that and take action then so that it doesn't get to the point where they're just basically on the edge. So really keeping a close eye on your child and just watching them. We're we're moms. We know. We know our children intimately. And we can see those beginning signs of things just starting to not be well for them. And so I think if we can really keep an eye on that and, and watch them and pull them away from that situation that's bothering them ahead of time before it gets to that point of them just feeling absolutely overwhelmed by it, that can be very beneficial. Another thing that I would say that is helpful in my opinion is making sure before you go that your child has had a good meal, that their blood sugar is balanced because if they have not eaten, you've been rushing around through the hall, like trying to get everyone ready, trying to get this stuff done, trying to make dishes for the dinner, whatever. And it, I mean, I get it. It happens. We forget to eat and maybe it's been a few hours by the time we actually make it there and our child hasn't eaten. And then we've got to wait another hour or so before the meal is ready. So then your child's blood sugar crashes while you're there. And honestly, that just makes everything worse. I have had my blood sugar crash many times as an adult. And I know it makes me cranky. It makes me irritable. I don't feel well. I don't feel like 
being sociable and being around a bunch of people. And I can only imagine that our children are the same, except sometimes they might not be able to even verbalize that. So imagine having all of that feeling, but not being able to communicate that you need to eat or not even really understanding that you need to eat. So a lot of times adding in the stress of like, we're in a new environment and then their blood sugar crashes. It's just asking for, for stress, honestly. And so for me, making sure, have they had protein? Have they had a fat? Have they had, good healthy fats and have they had like some kind of carb, that type of thing. I'm just wanting to make sure their blood sugar is balanced before we go, just so that I know, hey, they're not going to have the issue on top of anything else they might be struggling with. I do not want them also struggling with a blood sugar crash and then just absolutely losing it because they feel horrible, which I relate to (laughs) because I feel like I absolutely lose it when my blood sugar crashes too. So just being really intentional about that as well. I get it. We get really busy and and trying to prepare and all of that. But even just taking, you know, 30 minutes to make sure they've eaten well, that you have eaten, that your blood sugar is balanced, because that's also going to help you to feel calm and collected to help them work through any difficult times that they might have while you are participating in the family gatherings and holiday events. I would also say, I kind of mentioned this earlier, make room for your child to get outside if it's possible. Make room for them to get away to a quiet place if it's not possible to get outside. Just making sure that you're giving them the space that they need. And then also, the other thing I would say is bring along some of their favorite snacks and some of their favorite things to do. That way, if they seem to be struggling and you're not quite, like they're not to the point where you feel like you need to leave, but you definitely need some kind of pattern interrupt, then maybe bringing a favorite activity for them would be great. Or if you notice they're starting to get hungry, but food is not ready, having their favorite snacks ready to go so that they can have something to eat. Just making sure that you're really planning ahead to keep them comfortable and help them to work, have the tools and the resources that that they need to work through any of the challenges that they have. And that's the thing. That's the goal. The goal is not to have to miss out and not participate, but sometimes there are times, there are seasons where maybe your child just can't participate, but the goal is to work through these things, to problem solve, to find resources, to find tools, to help your child to to learn the resources and tools that they need so that they can regulate, so that they can do what they want to do and still participate. And that's really what this is all about, is learning your child, being intentional beforehand And then just giving them the tools that they need, making sure you're caring for yourself as well so you can show up in the best manner possible for these times that can be a little bit more stressful, a little bit more tense, and just then going and enjoying yourselves. And I hope that this has helped you guys. I hope that it gives you some ideas. If it does, I would love to hear from you. Email me, message me on Facebook or Instagram. They're all linked down below in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. Which of these tips has been helpful for you? What are you going to implement when you move forward into these holiday gatherings and family events and all of that stuff? And I will be back next week to chat about how we handle food allergies, food sensitivities, cross-reaction foods, all of that during the holiday season, because that can be a major challenge. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I will see you back next time. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who is wanting to live more holistically without the overwhelm? Also, don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. It blesses and encourages me to know that this show is helping you. All right, friends, it's time for me to go work in the garden and make some homemade bone broth. I will see you back next week.